You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. It's your boy, I'm Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. And today we have a return guest. My man has not been on in 10 months. He's been keeping it calm, building up his menacing story. Because he's a dope creator. Now, the book is called Sweet Pea. But let me tell you, it's not as sweet as it sounds. It's a horrific tale. And, you know, we're going to give you a little reminder of how dope this book is. Let me introduce to you its creator. The one, the only, my homie, Ali. Hey, Wepa, what up, homie? Whoa. What's going on, bro? Hey, what up? <laughs> What's up, man? Thanks for having me back on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, well, I'm, I'm happy that you, you, you're back and you're bringing us an issue number two to, the, to this awesome story. As I've said, you know, just moments ago, it may be called Sweet Pea, but folks, it ain't that sweet, maybe. And I mean that, yo, it's a wild story. So we're going to make sure you catch up on that. But before we even catch up on that, we need to catch up on, homie. For those that don't know you, just a little reminder where you OG from and, and tell us a bit about what, you know, the story is about. Hey, yeah. So like you see on the screen, my name is Elaine Leggett. I'm from Philly, you know. Philly. Yeah. So the book takes place in Philadelphia. It's about a father and daughter trying to survive after a race of these draconic aliens invade Earth. And, you know, like, it's not a superpower story, but, well, I'll say it's not a superhero story, but it does have some powers involved due to some energy that that, that bathes the Earth and affects human DNA, things like that. Excellent. Excellent. So t- tell us how that, that, that project went for issue number one. As a you know, as a project for Kickstarter, was there anything you learned in, in that journey? Yeah, issue one, man. You know, I learned to work with a team for sure. You know, to make things happen. So I got, I got great. I have a great artist. I actually colored issue two myself. Oh, I wrote, right? yeah, I wrote and colored issue two myself. Issue one, I had help. I had a colorist and a co-writer. So this one is, um, you know, me stepping out a little bit more on my own and taking a little bit more control in the creative direction. What, of things. what made you do that? To do what? Write it myself? You know, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of take the more take charge approach and say, okay, maybe I don't need this side and I can maybe do it. What made you well, do it? It, it ain't that I didn't need them. It's just, you know, like it's a, in the in the indie field at the level that I'm on, you know, still got bills to pay, you know, you know, so people, people, you know, they had other, other engagements that they had to take care of or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to wait, you know, two years for, for this person to be ready or, or that guy. Yeah, yeah, like, say, yeah, you know, I mean, why wait? So I, I'm going to do it. Like I, I, I watched and I learned while I was sitting with the guy. Stephen Duffy is, is, a, is a great dude. You know, there's no knocks against the team that was on the first book because they all great people. And if they if they're available when issue three come around, I would love to work with them again. But if they're not ready to move when I'm moving, when I'm ready to move, I, I gotta keep going. You know what I mean? Let's go. Let's go. I love it, man. You're making me think of some music right now. With that, all right. So what uh, other than working with a team, man, what what was one of the positive things that you learned 
that you brought now into creating issue two? All right. So let's see. Issue one, one of the things that that happened was like it, it moved fast. Issue one, things happened quick inside of that, inside of that book, right? Where, you know, like, and I was approaching it like, okay, this is like a real life scenario where even though she's the main character of the story, she's not the only person inside of inside of the world. So our main character really didn't know everything that was going on. And it was kind of focused in on the father and daughter only. Now in issue two, I'm introducing a lot more characters and expanding that bubble of their of, of her and his experiences. Right. So we got we got more people, we got more scenes, and we kind of took our foot off of the gas a little bit to let the story percolate more than just, you know, like the action and the thrills and everything. So how comfortable are you with now expanding the universe then in in this issue? You know, are you comfortable writing so many different, you know, persons and perspectives? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it was fun, it still took me, I'd say like about 10 months for me to, for me to get everything. And half of that was just writing the script and then working with my editor to make sure that I got everything in place and, you know, like, all the characters feel different and everything like that. So, so I'm pretty confident in what, what, what I got. But that's not to say, like, the main character is still the main character, right? And these other people exist in a way that it affects the, our, our main character. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, like say, like The Walking Dead or something, right, where you got this, this full cast and you spend time with this character, you spend time with that character. Like, we might, we might spend a page or two with another character, but that's only as it is important to the to, to the main character's story. Oh, to the moment of the character, yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome, folks. I I know we've been teasing you, we, we, we're talking, so you know, we, I want to show you more. I'm going to bring this on right now. All right, we're going to talk more about it, but let's let's take a nice little sneak peek at the campaign for issue two right now. That's live on Kickstarter now, folks. And I know it's a pay week, so don't be giving me no bullshit. You're going to make it rain. It's Wednesday, and then it's Friday. So if somebody I got paid today, <laughs> let, let, let's support. Spend some money on some comics. So- Take a look real quick, yo. It has only 10 days to go. And now this campaign needs to support. A big salute to the 41 backers out there. I'll show you my great hair. Don't you worry. 41 backers already. Listen, you need 4,000. All right. We have 15. Let's make it happen. All right. Today's payday, Friday payday. 
10 days to go with those two couple of days, this ain't a thing. I, I, I know Ali's going to make it because this is a fire project, all right? So let, let's start taking a little a sneak peek and, and talk about the team building on this one, too, and the forward movement on this story. Right. Yeah. So, like I said, issue one was the beginning of this event. So it caught everybody, it caught the world off guard, right? And then issue two, we're dealing more with the response to, to that happening. So the, these human responses to this supernatural event where this invasion is taking place and these monsters are roaming the street, people are starting to pop up with superpowers and all kinds of stuff. So now you got clicks kind of forming, people going into survival mode. You know, the supermarkets ain't open no more. The streets is dangerous. You know, no more with that guys, bro. Yeah. You can't just run to the store and grab a bag of chips no more. So now we got to figure out how we're going to eat. And that's when you start seeing the worst of people, right? So you got looters and people, and, you know, like thick up kids out on the street. You got cults forming. That's a big, that's a big part of this book, actually, that a, a cult formed around a kid that developed powers and, uh, and abilities, right? Because this, they locked us out of this place where, they only they're not seeing what's going on outside before they after they ran into to this uh secure location. And then they find out that this kid around them got powers. So they thinking like this some kind of, you know, like some kind of deity or something that's gonna save us. So now they form this 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 group around this kind of like Plato religion around this kid or whatever, and Amani walks in on that. So it's going to get it's going to get crazy dealing with that, and you get to meet more the you get to meet the the aliens. I know it, like they popped up inside of the prologue or whatever, so you got like a peek of them in the first issue. But in this issue, we actually interact them with them. What? And we interact them with we interact, you with folks. Do you hear that? Aliens, crazy people. I mean, this, this is comics. I love it. And we also dealing with this secret organization that may or may not have known what was about to happen, right? That, like, humanity and Earth's response force, kind of like that. Okay. So we so we really expanded on, on this issue. It's not just about two characters anymore. It's about all of, all of us versus us versus everything. <laughs> Love it, man. All right. So were you inspired by any real-life experiences? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, man. I mean, let's say, like, just to keep it real, these streets is wild. So, like, I was a I was a teenager growing up out there, where you know, like, I seen I seen grown men rob kids on their way home from school. So I seen, <laughs> I seen, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm from New York, so I I seen some wild. Listen, I was I, I was going to high school, and I had to walk over with some like some dude that got knocked out and robbed for breakfast money. I'm like, really. Yeah, man, for, for for bus fare, like, mm-hmm. and and you know, like, you see, you driving on your on your work day and see somebody get slumped on the, on the corner, you know, and you just hope the light turn green fast enough for you to get out of there before it start getting real crazy. Yeah, but, I see some images out there, feeling beating us for real. Some on some hoods where they they got some drugs. They look like zombies and they stand on the corner. Yeah, um, out of Frankfurt, man, it's wild up. It's I was witnessing real life. I was witnessing New York. I went to see the New York the Yan- Mets versus the Yankees at a game last year, right? 
Right. And the train, seven train stopped at a stop. Let me tell you, there was this girl just bent over, just bent over. Just right. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, like on a tippy toes, not falling. I'm like, yo, I mean, is, is this like art or, or what's going on here? He's like, yo, it was from Philly. He's like, yo, that look like my hood Philly song. That's all them people that tweak and so look, 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 look. Well, not his camera like that. Boy, you got to take pictures. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's funny, but it's not funny. And like, it's just wild because like kids, these kids out here is it, crazy. So this this book is me just observing the environment and the effect that it has. That's why my main character is the, um, the teenage girl. That's why her name, the name of the book and her nickname is Sweet Pea because, you know, she should just be living a sweet little 14-year-old life. But instead, she dealing with all this madness and this violence and everything. And what's the effect that's going to have on her is the main theme of the, of the book. You know, so you got the the... the the nature of her environment versus the nature of her father, and we're going to see who went out in the end. Gotcha. So let, let's go through the campaign so people know what they need to do right here. You know, folks, right here, the story so far, you will get digital copies of number one and number two for 10 bucks. So how many pages are these books? It's 28 inside of the first one and 32 inside of the second issue. Holy shit. So we're talking like 70 Pages of comics, folks. 70 pages, you hear me, of comics for $10. I mean, Marvel try to charge you like, like for 50 pages, you know, 20 and shit. You know what I mean? Come on now. Now, this is a deal. All right, there was sort of Adam, Daniel Jimeno cover, which this is a dope cover. All right. So how do you want to cross Daniel? <laughs> how do you want to cross Daniel on this to do this dope cover? You said how I get in touch with him, you said? Yeah. Through through a Facebook groups, man. I found him through and that that's a that's a task in and of its own, filtering through find the person that, that's right for you inside of there. But yeah, that's how I was able to All right. I was a fan of his work before. And it's a lot of other people that I met that, you know, like dope and hopefully I can work with in the future now that I've been like conventions and stuff. But I found Danny through Facebook. I gotta ask that, you know, the way you said that. You know, there's so independent creators that are also trying to start out there. So when you say that's a crazy task, like, you know, talk to me about the day that you put up the ad that you're looking for. <laughs> what, what was that experience like? He trying to pull his hair out. <laughs> I stopped putting up ads, man, because they get they they crazy on there. It's like throwing throwing a a chicken leg inside of a piranha tank. Oh damn! So they jump on it, you know. And and these people hungry, so I, I get it. But now I just look and and you know lurk and see who I like yeah, and put a little bookmark on there and see if I can work with them in the future. Right. But, I mean, you're gonna find people if you put an ad inside of these groups. You're gonna get a flood of people. You're gonna be talking to a lot of people. You know, wow. some of them might be outside of your range. Some of them you might feel like is a waste of your time and don't fit the the, the style that you're going for. Is it put it nicely? Well, uh, a lot of people there too. All right. Since you are a writer, creator, you know, you're looking for artists, right? I've been, uh, somebody told me once that an artist, you know, he, they put on an ad and an artist came to me and said, well, you need to pay me X amount of dollars because you know what? We're more important than the writer anyway. Wow. 
<laughs> Yo, but that that's the nervy that, that yeah, that we're more important because the people buy the book for what we got, not for your word. I'm like, huh? I'm like, wow, that's kind of a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, this is the, the you you got no direction without me. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, like what you do is important, but it's it's equally as important as what you get from the writing. Of course. Colors from the letter and graphic designer, all of it matters. Yeah, form Voltron. <laughs> yeah, right. At the end, that's what it is. I mean, it's crazy that people have those type of uh, thoughts and ideas about what that is. Insane, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely insane. What the hell? Man, I think I just found old weed in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> the things that happen on podcasts, folks, you never know. All right, so let's go to the campaign. All right, so we got that dope cover. Then we got the story to fall physicals, right? And then we got the son of Adam. Oh, look at that. Up close and personal, folks. That's fire. Ooh, that, and that's his back right there that he's teasing. Look at that, yo. Where fire? What is this? Who is this? That's a new character. That's a new addition to the to the book. So so the to the group of aliens that are invading the earth have enemies out in, you know, in the larger universe or whatever. And and that's that's one of their enemies there. So she's gonna be her name is him, but she's gonna be I I'm I'm anticipating that she becomes a favorite character of the story. <laughs> she could hunt me down anytime, all right? No problem. <laughs> yeah, and look at let's take a little look inside the book, and there we go. Look at that ultraviolence. That smoke is in the air, folks. Everything is sure look that even the A team could save them this time. Digging <laughs> <laughs> it. And look of course, you know, look what's popping off right there. I love that. I love that line right there, very manga-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the jam, too, though, right? Kind of manga. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Big inspiration for me. And, and what, what, what was that manga? What, what was your, what's your favorite manga of all time or anime? Man, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big list, but I, I mean, I'm the answer is Dragon Ball Z for me. Mm-hmm. That was really like, you know, the years that I was running home to catch it and then talk about it with all my friends. I've been, I've been watching Dragon Ball for a long, for years, 30 years. I've been watching that show and reading the books. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that, that's a lifelong run, bro. There we go. But look at this, folks. I mean, do you see the beauty of the book? You know, very manga inspired. And yet, look at that panel work, the usage, the lettering, that you appreciate the wonderful art. You know, this is dope. Dig it. I mean, I love places like this. It keeps your eye busy. Eye candy. Mm-hmm. This is what I seek. I'm, I'm tired of uh, like reading comic books that just totally does a, a splash page or three panels a page. I, I, I read the book in five minutes. and like, what the hell did I just get out of the story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my own Michael Florio is my is my editor now. He kept me he kept me really busy, man. He taught me a lot too about you know like God in the eye. Guiding the eye through the page and everything like that. Yeah, and it's probably like look at this. You could capture the movement and it feels like camera angle. Mm-hmm. Great job, yo. I mean, again, look at that. Eye candy is right. Big shout out to her. I'm, I'm big on that. It's like, yo, because just like a comic book needs to feel like I am 
watching a movie or a TV show. It needs to feel like it needs to help my imagination along. Right. In, in the movement. If something feels out of place, it's like, all right, now the story is going to skip a beat for me. It, it happened. Out of place or stagnant. Yeah, man. And there we go. You got a sweet thick of pack. Oh, damn. Look at this old boy right there. Look how many chins homie got. It looks, it looks like that 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 person that's going around on all the podcasts lately. <laughs> yeah, I got, got the the triple chin right for the scene. Let's see. There you go. A postal pack. All right. We got the Sons of Adam Virgin collectible. Dope right there. A holochrome cover at that. What do you mean holochrome? What do you Oh, we digging into some name player. What's popping? Yeah, I'm digging. Yeah, one of the and then that that cover was made by Cliff Award winner Clovis Bateboa. What? So, and look, folks, for you guys, for you speculators, for you collectors, only fifty numbered ones. Unless yeah. on the Adam Clark version, uh, those fifty and no and no more for that. And no more. You heard them. No more. All right, you better get them motherfucking fitty right there real quick. Look at right here. Sign, seal, deliver it. We got to start singing, bro. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Well, you, you, you got to buy it. Yo, every, everything you're doing here got me thinking of a song. What are you doing to me, bro? Stop <laughs> it. Make me feel my age. It gets grayer every time. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, look at this. A physical, digital sticker pack, four posters, and an extra. Signed copy, it's your number two for you to keep sealed away or even to give someone. You know, you know, you don't have to be greedy and put it away. You can give someone and put them on to, to the dopeness of this, so that way they can gun, start supporting issue number three and four and five and so forth. Because folks, we need campaigns like this to you know keep moving and going forward. And I love this, is always one of my favorite tiers. That I like to see is for retail. Talk about this retail. I mean, have you hit up shops? Look at this. You get they get fifteen copies of number one, fifteen copies of number two for a bean, a hundred dollars. Yo, yo, that's thirty bucks. Yo, Aleem, that is, I think, overly generous, and I think a wonderful. I, I didn't even come up with this. That's great. I think that's the best deal I actually seen for retail. Yeah, I'm crunching numbers yeah. and trying to make sure that that once they once they get it, they can make some money because you know they help me out by putting it on on their shows and presenting it to people. I want to help them out and make sure that it's a lucrative investment for them also. Oh man, after after the show, I gotta put you onto two shops that I know for a fact support indie that you need to contact because they need to know about this. Sure. All right. I mean, these are awesome bundles. You know, again, because it's, it's nice when people see it on the rack. Mm-hmm. You, know, they, they, you know what I mean? I don't mean that type of rack, you perverts. You know, I mean, a comic book rack, and when you go to an LCS, <laughs> you know these pearls, I mean, sometimes. You say things and they misunderstand. You know, they're like, this is Golden Dollar sign. Now, hey, I, we like that. Right, so we got the re- what? Wait, retailer event bundle. Wait, oh damn! Say, oh, I never seen something like this. Talk about this idea. 
Yeah. So this is, you know, like if you want to have a release event inside of your shop or whatever, you're getting 30 copies of issue one, 30 copies of issue two, 120 stickers and 60 posters. So you can give away you can give away four stickers and a poster with each cop which each copy of the comic book sold. Oh damn. That they were. And then we go, listen, let's see. We got uh the, the, the early bird, we got the double digital, more folks. We gotta support. As multiple tiers, all right. People are digging it. Extended independent family. We got amazing characters. Come on. How could you not want to support amazing independent projects like this? And see, it's, it's fresh, baby. It is fresh. It's fresh. And you see right there, so you know, what will the funds be used for? Always important for you guys that want the honesty for printing, that shipping, marketing, couple of convention appearances. You, you know, you want to see Aleem out there hanging out, getting on those independent panels, talking about independent creation. And his journey, I mean, to find artists and how do you even run through the madness of emails to find the people that you want to work with? I'm live on my own. So <laughs> you guys see that I put together a great campaign for you. I hope, it is my hope that you guys check out the campaign, back the campaign. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Just look up Sweet Pea Comic and you'll be able to find me there. And, you know, like, if we ever at a convention together and you see me, just stop by and say what's up, even if you're not purchasing anything, if you have any questions for me. Hopefully next year I'm making it to some panels and speaking on those things as well. And, you know, we just going to keep pushing forward. Issue two is here. And issue three is coming up next. All right. So I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you, Comic Crusaders and Omega, for having me on the show. Stay blessed. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 